You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. This is your host, Jim McDonald. I'm here with Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Jim. I am your officially your co-host today because you're leading this episode. Well, actually, you're asking the questions. I'm, I'm going to be doing most of the talking on this one. Yeah, we just like to grill each other every so often, right? It just kind of take turns, like asking each other about areas that we have expertise in. It's kind of a fun way to uh, to have a conversation and to discuss a topic. I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked a bit about um, getting a professional referral network. And today we're going to talk about a different type of referral network. What are we going to talk about today, Tyson? It is pillar number two, and I call it non-professional referrers. And I, I think it is the neglected referral source for a lot of podiatrists. And and people might say, okay, what do I, what's my definition of a non-professional referrer? It is somebody that can send you a patient, it can be a business or an individual that can, will, can send you a patient, but they're not necessarily going to write a report when they send you that patient. But they can still benefit by having your business cards, clinic information, folders and stuff like that. So classic examples that most podiatrists know, shoe stores, sporting stores, massage clinics, health food stores. They are the classic non-professional referrers that I think most podiatrists, if, if they're switched on, have probably made contact with, with those people. But there's another group that I think people don't think about enough, which I could... Why, do, why do you think these people are neglected? Is it just kind of we're, we're busy focusing on other healthcare professionals? Or what is the major reason you think that these... This group of folks is kind of overlooked by uh, people in our profession. I think it's one of those things where we're so used to, oh, we're getting a referral from a physio. We're getting a referral from the doctor or the chiropractor. You know, they're educated. They're just like, like us. We need to look after them. We need to nurture them. But they don't realize your non-professional referrers need to be nurtured just as much as anybody else. But I think you've got more chance of getting more referrals from non-professional referrers than you do from professional referrals. When we used to look at our stats, and I was really right into the numbers and the and the metrics of everything, our non-professional referrers four times, five times more than from our professional referrers. But you just got to you got to nurture them the right way, and you got to think outside the box. So I wrote a list of a couple of other ones that people don't normally think about: uh, real estate offices. All the real estate offices in your town, they should know who you are. You should know a lot of them by name. And drop in them because there's new people moving to town all the time. So when they move to town, who are they going to contact? Real estate office. So while they're talking, if it came up in conversation, happened to, you wouldn't happen to know a podiatrist, would you? Wouldn't it be great if every real estate agent or office went, oh yeah, we recommend ABC Podiatry down the road. So I think that's a neglected one. Another one is hotels and motels. Most, of the, most hotels have a, a directory in, in the room. And in that directory, it'll have the local pharmacy, the local doctor. Why, why doesn't it have the local podiatrist in there? And the reason it doesn't, because they don't know you're there. You, you've just totally neglected Or, or no one's asked, right? You know, no one's ever asked a hotel or no one's ever asked to like, hey, like how about you put in a, a foot doctor in case some, you know, foot or ankle related injury happens, you have someone to, uh, to refer them to. Yeah, I've gone to, stayed in so many motels and they'll have the information folder there and you'll flick through it and how many blank clear sleeves are in that folder that they've put together. So your information brochure, if you have one, could actually be in there or a flyer could be in there. And it doesn't mean you're going to get 
10 referrals a day from motels, but how many motels are in your area or hotels? How many rooms are in every one of those hotels? So potentially there could be thousands of people in that area being exposed who are there on holidays a lot of the times. And the last thing you want to be when you're on holidays is have a sore foot. Well, I think you're actually located in a great part of Australia where, um, you know, people are barefoot, uh, hanging out on the <laughs> beach and, um, you know, it's, it's obviously this is, this can happen. Uh, this would be a good idea in places that don't have beaches. Uh, but just the fact that you're in Cairn there, like makes me think like, you know, people on the Atlantic coast, Pacific coast, uh, you know, places with beaches and people, you know, going barefoot is like a prime example of where a hotel or motel, you know, something steps on a piece of glass or, or a shell or something like, and that gets lodged in their foot. Um, it's not an emergent thing, but it's definitely an urgent thing. If you're uh, a source where they can refer someone to, it could be a, a nice kind of uh, additional patient into your practice. And usually if a patient is relatively smart, they've gone through the information folder from the motel room, which I do it all the time, usually because I'm looking at, you know, what's the, what can I order to eat? What's close by? Because sometimes I'll have their recommended restaurants if they don't have a restaurant actually in the motel itself. So I always look through it. And and I do, and there's been times where I've said, oh, there's oh, the pharmacy's down around the corner, there's a little map in there. I need to go down and yeah, get something for a headache. So I, I just think it's, the thing is, if you go and do it and you set up this non-referrer, a hotel, motel, whatever it is, it's, it's no harm in doing it. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna harm you in any way by doing it. It can only be a positive. Another one I wrote down was legal and financial businesses, lawyers, accountants, because... Especially yeah, lawyers. All the lawyers need to know who you are because if they want someone to give an opinion on something or have you evaluate a patient who's had a foot injury through a car accident, and the thing is a lot of the times we used to write to all the lawyers and say, do you realize that by including a podiatrist in your final proposal could add an extra twenty or $30,000 to your claim? Now, most lawyers are paid on a percentage, on the claim that they get. So if they can add an extra 30 on there, and it's and we look at what the injury was with the person, and, and I'm not a legal expert when it comes to writing legal reports either, but we used to write a fair few of them. And you get paid for doing it, but the other part, if it's a big firm or a, a large accounting firm, also gives you an opportunity. In Australia, they have a certain amount where they'll spend a certain amount of money on work health and safety. So there were a few times I was called in and I'd do a talk to say 40 people in that business and to, about podiatry, about common problems that they could be having. And the way that I got into them was writing to them saying, do you realize how many people have time off of work over a year because of uh, foot-related problems? I said, having me to come in, I'll charge you $300 and do the talk. I could actually save you a couple of thousand dollars this year. Plus I knew they had it in the budget that had to spend money in that area anyway. Yeah, you can kind of target those professions that are always wearing bad shoes as well, right? I guess yeah. before uh, before everyone was working at home like we do now these days, um, you know, definitely people that are on their feet a lot are kind of a prime uh, opportunity to kind of help uh, help them in some preventative ways and uh, being proactive and being visible in the community amongst those kind of uh, non-professional referrals can definitely pay some dividends, I think. It does. It, like I said, it's something you have to nurture these relationships over a period of time. And the good part with it, because they are so neglected by everybody... It's it's perfect. So another one that I wrote down, and I speak about this one when I do my marketing workshops, I do it with coaching clients, is coffee shops. Local coffee shops in your area is just a massive opportunity to, one, you can set up 
to, so I'll, I'll do two really simple examples. One, you could sponsor cups of coffee. So say, for example, I said to the coffee shop, hi, you, know, you might form a relationship. You go, I have a podiatry clinic down the road. I want to sponsor the next, I want to sponsor 10 cups of coffee for the next 10 women that come in between the ages of you know, 30 and 45 who are wearing active wear from you know, nine till midday, the first 10. Again, that might be who your ideal client is. Or you might say, the next 10 people that walk in wearing a suit and a tie, I want to buy their cup of coffee. Or you're wearing a checkered shirt at the moment. Jim, uh, so okay. the next 10 guys that come in wearing a checkered shirt, they don't have any hair. That could be my well, perfect I still, I, I still have hair, but just uh, it's just a receding head hairline. Yeah, say. well, yeah, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you, you pick who you want it to go to. You pay your sure. $50. And then when they person comes in, they go, oh, this is one of those ones that he wanted. They go, oh, no, no need to pay for that coffee today. This is sponsored by ABC Podiatry. The person goes, oh, my God. Okay. When that person gets back to work, when people say, hey, how's your morning been? Well, I got a free cup of coffee today. And it's no, it's no different to almost like, have you ever had that, anyone do that pay it forward to you through a drive-thru at a coffee shop? Yeah. Yeah. It happened with my brother and I uh, a month or so ago. Uh, on the Gold Coast and we pulled up at Starbucks and the lady said, oh no, don't worry about it. Um, it's been paid forward. My brother had never heard of it before. And he goes, oh no, no, I'm here to pay my car. No, <laughs> the car in front paid it. Why do we know him? And I'm going to tell him, just accept it. It's been paid for. And he goes, so what, they expect me to pay for the bastards behind me? I went, no, no, that's not how it works. I said, just thank you very much. I'll explain it to you on the drive home. So, so that's one thing. You can sponsor the cups of coffee. You can also sponsor the coffee and be in the coffee shop yourself at the same time on your laptop doing some work. And they might say, I oh, know that you don't have to pay for that coffee. It's sponsored today by ABC Podiatry. In fact, the owner is actually sitting over there having a coffee himself. So it's different. Now, the other thing you can do once you build up this relationship with this coffee shop, one, you'll get cheaper coffee yourself. So pick a shop that you really like. Right. Plus, this relates back to your ideal client. Survey your ideal clients. What's their favorite coffee shop? If a majority of your ideal clients pick a certain coffee shop, then you know there's more of your ideal clients hanging out there, which is why you want to form that relationship. The other way you can do it is you could say to that coffee shop, uh, is there any chance we can set up like a referral thing that if I send one of my patients with one of my cards that um, you'll just, you can uh, either give them a discount or if you've got some coffee vouchers done up and some of your best patients, your ideal patients, you say, hey, here's a voucher for a free cup of coffee at that coffee shop. And if you said to the coffee yeah. owner, will you do a bit of a discount if they bring in this, this voucher? If you're sending patients to them to get cups of coffee, the patient's happy, they're happy, and you're happy. So it's just it's a perfect relationship. Well, it's looking for those win-win opportunities, right? Whether it's... Uh another clinic or a coffee shop. It's just trying to find opportunities within your community to pr provide value, but just kind of find some win-wins. And I think that that's a perfect example of, you know, a situation where like everybody's winning in that situation and uh, it just kind of builds uh, po positive energy and kind of positive, um, you know, association with your brand and your clinic. Uh, and you're kind of being a, a good neighbor and a good kind of uh, fellow business person to someone else uh, nearby. But it is, it's, it's think outside the square. You might live in an area or you might hate coffee yourself. Take that idea and think, how can I apply that in my area to other businesses? Could you do the same thing at, at a bakery? 
So you might go to the baker and go, look, here's, um, I'll buy the next, the house sponsor the next uh, 10 cream buns or buys a pie or you can just pick whatever item is and a description of the person. If your ideal patients have already told you, wow, we all use this bakery. So it's, it's just think about how can we use it. And a couple of things I've written down here is I think you need to, you need to treat them as well as you would treat your professional referrers. Just because your professional referrer has a degree doesn't mean that the person that owns a coffee shop isn't as important, especially if they could probably send more patients to you. So add them to your database. Send out your monthly newsletter to them once you've sort of got to know them a little bit better. Uh, give them bottles of wine. It's treat them the same way. Invite them to uh, information evenings so they get to know a little bit about your business. Uh, take them to lunch if there's a lunch on Treat them the same way you would treat a professional career. They, they don't deserve anything less. That makes sense to me. That You just have to, like I said, it's just trying to pay it forward and like find those win-win situations no matter if they're a clinic or the coffee shop down the street. So Yeah, and the, what you said then about being win-win, I think it's really important. And this is especially to do with, say, um, shoe stores, for example. You go to the shoe shop, you talk to the manager, and you want to build a relationship with them. Now, more than likely... They probably, if, you, if you're new to town, they probably already have a relationship with existing podiatrists in the area. But don't be afraid to ask them the question, oh, by the way, who do you currently refer your patients to? Now, if they say, uh, well, actually, nobody. Never met a podiatrist before. Don't even, don't even know if there's any in town. Then straight away, you can offer in-house training. You could offer to go in there for a certain number of hours per week or, or on a weekend to give advice to uh, customers when they're coming through who could potentially be patients now if you offer that to them they go oh yeah no um um uh if they start to backtrack more than likely they do work with a podiatrist they just didn't want to tell you that (laughs) so and i think it's important when you first go and see a shoe store don't just dump a whole pile of business cards brochures all the stuff on them because if they're already working with somebody they're gonna go yeah thanks for that smile and wave and they're just gonna put it in the bin yeah, they're just going to like take it from uh, from the desk to the trash pretty quickly. Yeah. But, uh, but like you said, though, there's great opportunities there. I know that uh, there's a lot of running through clinics in Eugene, Oregon, where I used to practice. And, uh, you know, setting up these little kind of like injury prevention nights or marathon injuries clinics, you know, where you talk for a half an hour, answer questions that people have in the audience for another half an hour. It's a great way to build rapport. And even if like they have a, a current relationship with someone, if they've never come and pitched that idea to get more people into the store for one of these small clinics, you know, they're probably more willing to like give you the space to let you do it. Um, even if they, you know, whether or not they're going to send every patient to you or not, it's still a good way to show them that like, you don't see them as like a means to an end that you see this as a long-term relationship where like, yeah, they might have somebody else they work with, but you're willing to do some extra stuff that maybe this other podiatrist isn't willing to do anymore or doesn't have time to do anymore. Yeah. And that's important that, you might find the existing podiatrist that they were working with really nurtured that relationship at the beginning, but then once they got uh, yeah, rich and famous, all of a sudden they stopped nurturing that relationship, which is an opportunity for you to come in. But it's all these businesses as well, the non-professional referrers, follow their businesses on Facebook and on social media, like their posts, comment on their posts, so they know that you're not there just to to get patients from them. You, you really want to interact and get to know them better. And personal trainers are another one. How many personal trainers are there? They're everywhere. They're all over the place, personal trainers. And a lot of the 
good personal trainers will usually also have like a running group. So you build that relationship, follow them on Facebook, comment on a few things. And once that relationship starts to open, offer, hey, I noticed you have a running group. Any chance I could come in to do a talk? We did some for a personal trainer here in Cairns, probably 25 people at the talk. And I think about seven or eight of them became patients. Just, just from that one, that one talk. Right. Because I went in there talking about what is going to interest them, what is probably the most common problems they're going to have, and that's all I focused on. And I talked about yeah, how we could, how I could be of benefit to them, and then they schedules to come in each time they had their, their and they were doing a couple of running groups a year. Once again, it's just think out, think outside the box. But the final point I want to mention on this, regardless of what relationship you have whether it's professional or non, non-professional shoe stores or a you know coffee shop is it's got to be win-win and it's got to, and the referrals have got to be reciprocal if you're referring a lot of people to a shoe store or you're referring a lot of people to a, a physio or a chiropractor you know, a professional refer and you're getting nothing back then you need to find out why you're not getting anything back or you need to find somebody else to refer to because I know if you're sending a lot of people to a shoe store, it should be coming back as well. Not, it shouldn't just be all one-way traffic. And the same for yourself. If you're getting a lot of referrals from somewhere, you should be busting your ass to try and make sure you're referring people back if you know, like, and trust them. No, that makes total sense. You definitely have to, like, it has to be a win-win relationship on both sides of it. So you don't want it to be just a, a one-sided affair for sure. Yeah, and it's it's like any relationship, even in your personal life. If it's... if if it's all one side or all coming, yeah, it's all one way traffic, the relationship never lasts. So treat your non-professional referrers and your professional referrers the same way. If, if, you're, if you're giving out a lot and not getting anything back, then maybe that's not the right relationship for you. Maybe you need to move on, find, find greener pastures. It'll put a big smile on your face. That sounds like a good plan. So I have nothing else to cover on this topic. I think uh, if someone hasn't got anything from this episode, what I used to say on other podcasts, if you learnt nothing today, what you need to do is give yourself an uppercut, go and take two panda, two headache tablets, have a lie down, come back and listen to it again, and you'll guarantee you'll pick something up the next time. So Jim, I'm, I'm done on this subject today. Thanks for having me on our show. Yeah, no, man, it's been a fun conversation. I think there's a, a lot that can be learned from, you know, really building out that network of non-professional refers and uh, you really hit on some some kind of novel ways to approach it um, and kind of how to get started. And I'm sure we'll be digging into more of these, uh, these ways to, you know, bring more awareness to people's practices and kind of like some surefire ways to kind of get more patients in the clinic. So, so thanks a lot for sharing that info and uh, I'll see you next time, Tyson. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.